Welcome to Talking Foosball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga, with player picks as pure as a Mads Pedersen volley, fancy advice as rarefied as an admin Ardley header, and two pundits as authentic as a Marcus Angfang vaccination pass. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Foosball Fantasy Season 5, Match Day 13, and joining me, as always, is the fantasy foosball god, Flo Reinecker. Flo, I've, I've got to ask, how did your Match Day 12 go? It was decent enough. I can't complain too much. And I think I set my team up nicely in regards of the coming fixture. So, uh, for instance, I didn't go with words because I didn't like to be forced in the corner with Nkunku and words facing off each other last game of the match day on Sunday. And uh, didn't go that route. Doubled up on Bayern. <sighs> I was missing... 200,000 to get from Sané to Müller. Oh. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I stayed with Sané. But I think... Does this mean you didn't go for Karim Onisiwo after after your... No. Your big... The, the strong case you made for him last I week. I was too cowardly. <laughs> probably. And I, like, I had the funds. Yeah. I had the funds to make it work. And I liked every, everyone else in my squad. So I, I, I just stayed like this. I, I, I'm all right. I actually like. I'm. I'm not sure how like how many points I got. Like, uh, I think 138 points was my haul. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, you caught caught me up by five points there. Yeah. Well done. So <laughs> big swing, big swing. Yeah, no, I mean, wait for it. it. Was a, it this week is well, yeah. um, my team's just gonna rock. I, I I believe you. I'm waiting for that point where you you take off and and really cut the gap. Um, and it will happen at some point. I actually thought this might be a week because I'll be honest. I made a a big mistake. We had a friend over on Friday night and got into a, like you know genuinely a very deep personal conversation. And the next thing I knew, I looked at my clock and it was ten to nine. And I went, "Oh, you're kidding." The good news is I had made a draft of a team that I was happy with. The one difference being is that I had taken a bit of a gamble. I'd thrown Jamal Musiala in there thinking he might pop up in the Bayern lineup. He didn't. So he ended up being in my squad, um, which is a bit of a problem. But otherwise, I survived all right. And I did end up taking a gamble on Mr. Jonathan Burkhardt because I backed him so heavily against Onisiwo last week. And I do like the fixture on a Friday night this week for Mainz as well, which is why I backed him. And intrigued to hear you doubled up on Bayern. It could have worked out really well. Although, didn't Sane get dropped off set pieces I'm, I'm like i haven't monitored that situation too closely um i i i'm not watching uh, actually bayern games if i can avoid it to be honest <laughs> yeah no that's fair enough but otherwise how was your weekend away as well i should ask you know important question yeah great great so uh, uh, just having two days relaxing definitely helps in all the the craziness that's that's happening. So, uh, yeah, the, the, I, I was able to follow the whole Anfang saga. Well, I, I got to ask, uh, we, haven't, we haven't talked about Werder Bremen a lot on this podcast this yeah. season. Why because, that, of course, James? they dropped into the title Bundesliga. <laughs> but I did want to ask, I, I did want to ask your opinion on this because quite the palaver, to say the least. Yeah, but, you know, like sometimes, uh, I'm not sure if I, I, I told that. On, on air, or I told that, uh, I think in the Vela Bremen special, probably uh, I did with Nick about like my doubts in regards with Mark on, Marcus Anfang on a personal level. Because since I live here in Cologne and I have two kids who love being around everything football, um, like we're visiting the practice sessions from Cologne quite regularly. And like Marcus Anfang always robbed me the wrong way in the way he handled his players. 
and I always saw that this is something that will create problems uh, in a long term staying at a club. And that's what we've seen with Anfang. He never stayed at a club long term um, until now. And, 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 and like it has to be something with his personality that makes him to to uh, yeah faking his vaccination pass. It's just yeah. Oh, he's just crazy, trying to live up to his really name, right? Crazy. So I'm not, I'm not bummed that he's, uh, like, Bremen got away with not having to pay him uh, a release money. So uh, I'm, I'm happy with that. And now I'm looking forward who's going to take charge. On this match, it will be actually Christian Brandt. And I'm, I'm really intrigued by that. I, I, I loved him as a player. He was a great, like, he, he had a great career in front of him and then he got himself a brutal injury in a UE Cup uh, or a UI Cup. Oh, the Intertoto. The, the inter old Intertoto Cup. Cup. You gotta love it. He broke his leg, <laughs> clean through his shin oh. and what's the the other side of the shin? What's it called? Oh, t t tibia yeah. and fibia, right? Tibia so and fibia. It, like, yeah. He was out for a year and never... Like he was never the same player again. Had had a journeyman career afterwards, yes. and but I, I like him, so I'm I'm really intrigued what's going to happen on Saturday. But he will just be a fill in. But enough Bremen, I, I think. yeah, definitely. Um, sorry, sorry, guys. Well, you say that. I mean, there there are some interesting. Yeah, there's some interesting young head coaches out there for you. I mean, Farker and uh, who's the other guy? Werner, yeah. uh, the former Holstein Kiel head coach. Are the names being linked? So. Definitely, potentially some silver lining out of it all. But yes, if, if you didn't get wind of what happened, listeners, Marcus Anfang, the Werder Bremen head coach, has been pretty seriously accused of forging or using a forged vaccination pass. And so, yeah, this is definitely going down as one of the biggest scandals ever to his uh, Bundesliga head coach or a Bundesliga head coach. So quite the news in the current climate. And let's be honest, COVID is having an effect in the Bundesliga, in Germany's top tier. Um, and it's something that we're going to talk about today based on the fact that a couple of big players have been hit by it, which is a shame. And of course, it's going to have an effect on the Bundesliga fantasy world as well. But I did send out a tweet for a listener questions this week, so we'll dive straight into some of those first. And I will start with one from at you underscore Corky Bayfile Bay. He says, well, gents, which two would you sell from Otavio, Gunter and Guerrero ahead of match day 13? This is part one of a two-part question so we'll start here Flo. Yeah easy it's it's Guerrero because he's probably out so we don't have a conclusive news on him I think but like he warmed up for the match at Lisbon but then wasn't able to to go and I, I, I think as long as we don't get confirmation that he uh, is in which I'm sure we won't probably get uh, until Friday evening uh, then he's out of my squad as well so yeah, easy one. And between Otavio and Günther, I think it's a close one. But the way Dortmund has looked on the road, uh, I think you can make a strong argument for keeping Otavio in your squad. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting. Otavio got dropped out of the Wolfsburg lineup um, in midweek as well because he picked up a bit of a calf injury in the game last weekend. So Roussillon took his place, but he did come off the bench, which suggests that he has at least proven his fitness to be able to play from the start. Guerrero's an interesting one. I mean, let me ask you, Flo, if Marco Rosa comes out today and says Guerrero's fit and will start against Wolfsburg, would you still retain him knowing that they've got Bayern next week as well? Probably yes, um, but I'm not sure. Like, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a tough question, but I, 
I think it's out of the question that Rosa says that Gerrit White. What's so like? <laughs> yeah, what's, sorry, I, I live in a wonderful theoretical world yeah. where things like that might happen from head coaches. <laughs> no, I, I I don't believe. But if it will, I'm probably. Oh, it's tough. I'm probably maybe I'm even getting rid of Günther. I'm not. I'm not sure if like this could be the one because between Otavio and Guerrero, at least one of them is likely to have a good game. I would guess. So I'm taking a safer uh, route if I'm uh, getting rid of Günther. If if Guerrero is a goal, but I'm like I don't I doubt it that we get yeah. any kind of confirmation. Like Kika has him already as not being able to go. I'm not sure where their sources are for that, but well, it's, it's just um, one of those. He's had these injury problems for a while now, and then something like this flares up yes. again. It gets everyone worried that they're going to have to take a couple more weeks to get him match fit again, and and I think that's where the concern comes from. And I mean, they are a point behind Bayern, but I still don't think they would rush him back, even if there's like a sixty percent fitness level. But I don't think they'd rush him back. I mean, Nico Schultz had an absolute shocker. I mean, they did that with Haaland. Well, before, it's true, and so. they paid the price. And yeah. look how that work, worked out. So I'm not sure what they're doing. No, no. Like I, I they had to. Like I, it seems like they have all the medical stuff that Bremen had two years ago. It's like it's <laughs> it's really the injury bug hit on a large scale at Dortmund, and it has to be something systemically, in my opinion, because there's so many yeah, mus- muscle yeah. inju- uh, injuries. Something is going wrong there. No, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I'd love to put my finger on it and it would help us in a fantasy sense as well to be able to figure out exactly what's going wrong with Dortmund and their squad. But I am not a medical professional, so I won't even venture to do it. Instead, let's move on to the second part of you, Corky's question. He, he's asking about two Hoffenheim players. Should Mr. Unpredictable Akboguma and Andre Kramerich be considered essential for their next two fixtures flow? I, I wouldn't go that far. But uh, they definitely look enticing for this match day because they're traveling to third. I'm not sure, like, they they hosting Frankfurt after that. Uh, Frankfurt is better on the road than at home so far this season. I, I don't view the matchup against Frankfurt something that you would necessarily need players from, especially if Frankfurt uh, can really pick up the pace a bit. Uh, the one, two straight... Even if it were a bit unconvincingly, it has to be said. But like sometimes results lead to teams playing better. And I can see that happening with Frankfurt. So um, I think this week is a great matchup at third. But you have to also keep in mind that Hoffenheim's away form is also abysmal. Uh, so they, they're winning everything at home on home soil. But uh, I think away from home, they, they got one point out of the last five away games. So uh, I, I still think they probably beat Ferd. It's just not like I'm not sure that it's going to be a slam dunk game from, from Hoffenheim. We haven't seen that um, away from home from them. But, I mean, I think at least two goals are guaranteed against Furt, aren't they? I mean, genuinely right now, given their form um, and the way they defend and the fact that they're just not quite at the level they need to be in the Bundesliga, I think you can say Hoffenheim would be likely to score at least once, if not twice. And then the question is, where are the goals going to come from? Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I like this matchup, but I'm like, I'm not sure that next week's matchup. It could, it, it could be that Hoffenheim is just like 55-45 favorite to win against Frankfurt. Yeah, it, it depends how Frankfurt looks. Like we still have two games of Frankfurt that. We we have until until the Hoffenheim game, 
So uh, who knows exactly how they will develop. But, but then, then what about Akpoguma and Kramrich? Because Akpoguma playing in a more advanced role at right wing back. Kramrich missed out um, last weekend against Leipzig, but is expected to be back in the starting lineup. Yes. And while he hasn't been banging in the goals flow, he's still a very valuable fantasy asset, isn't he? Yeah, he, he probably will play again as a number 10 role. I would prefer him playing as a striker, but I still think like with everything, his happiest duties uh, for, for direct free kicks and, and stuff, like he's a great choice. And probably my favorite uh, striker outside of uh, the Bayern boys um, for this match day, uh, it has to be said. But uh, with Akpuguma, I also think he's he's a great choice, but Kadarabek should be able to be at least back in the squad. And... Like it could be that Akpoguma's time as this right winger basically uh, is is coming to an end in the next two to three matches. So uh, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. No valuable points to make as well. Okay, let's move on to our next question, which was from at Gavin underscore Doyle underscore IE. He says, "Hi guys, given that Hazard tested positive for COVID, who would be a decent midfield replacement at his price of twelve point four million?" or less. He says the other moves that I'm thinking about are taking Richards and Mittelshed out of defense and bringing in Davies and Gieselman. So when it comes to the moves he's thinking of making, Flo, how are you feeling? And then talk to me about a midfield replacement for Torgan Hazard. Uh, I, I think it's decent. So Davies is as close to a must-have. Like he's a priority for me to bring in uh, this match day because... Agreed. Yeah. He won't be in a lot of... Like he is probably just in... Uh, dead squads right now because he wasn't in the starting lineup uh, on last match day and everyone who paid attention probably doesn't have Davis in their squad. So everyone needs to make one transfer bringing in Davis. And like sometimes these things happen that even if you want, you can't because you have so many uh, issues. So I... I think he will be owned, but probably not as owned as he would be if he uh, already was in the starting lineup last week. So I think it's, it's, you should make a priority to bring in uh, Davis. I, I think that's that's a good one. Gieselmann, I'm not sure Like Gieselmann is my favorite low-priced defender on this match day because there's a bit of uncertainty. Um, the matchup at Frankfurt, I think, can swing both ways. Uh, still like him very much. I think Middleshed isn't a bad option uh, playing as a left winger uh, at home against Augsburg. You actually could go with an Augsburg defender as well, which is Pedersen. He's playing as a left winger uh, as well. Weinzierl tried that against Bayern and it's highly likely that he will play there again. Iago is playing as a left back. Pedersen is playing as a left winger. And um, I have to check is his price tag, 4.3 million for Pedersen uh, is also a good price tag. So you could go that route. Uh, Gieselmann, like, I, I think you should have Gieselmann in your squads long term. But if you haven't picked him last week, not sure that he's the he's the guy I'd look at. Um, um, I have to check like which other. I mean, he, he does he does afford flexibility, doesn't he? On a Sunday game um, against Frankfurt, at least yeah. you've got a little bit of flexibility in your back line. I agree with you. I, I think this, but yeah, if you need that flexibility, then yeah, he he's probably the the best option. Um, I I agree on that, but like a guy like Scully, Ben Schmitz from Cologne. 
these could be players I think are on level with Giesemann just yeah. when you uh, if you're looking to be a bit more differential and don't need the flexibilities and regarding midfield I, I wouldn't necessarily um, like force myself to have a player in that price range because I think they are cheaper guys you could look at especially if you be able to get a Friday uh, evening player in. I think uh, Stuttgart has uh, with Förster, Führich or even Massimo three intriguing and cheaper uh, midfielders you can bring in. You know that they are in the starting lineup. And Stuttgart also, they have two home games uh, in a row and they're hosting uh, Hertha on a Sunday on next match day. So uh, I'm, I'm, like, I'm intrigued with buying into Stuttgart because two are home games in a row and both standalone fixtures. And you also free up some money um, that you might spend elsewhere. If you really like set on making it a one-by-one one replacement, I just have to check uh, who's available on that uh, price range. Also, um, Young from Freiburg for 5.1 million. There's talk of him uh, playing more in a, in a central role which would benefit him in a, in a fantasy sense. And I think he's an intriguing option as well. But uh, like in this price range of, uh, of Hazard, I'm, I'm not sure I see anyone I, I really like. It's either like the guys are um, more expensive yeah, yeah. or less expensive. So uh, Kainz, for instance, you get for around eight million. Uh, I like him. I mentioned the Stuttgart guys. I mentioned Jong. Grifo is a bit like you have to spend up a bit, but I still think he's a, a good choice. You can go with Kostic, but he's much more costly. And what about what about Lindstrom or Kamada? I mean, if you're looking for flexibility in that Sunday slot, could could either of those two provide some? Yeah, I mark them both down as risky but viable picks. But I want to see what Frankfurt is going to do on uh, in the Europa League. Yeah. Because uh, there could be some rotation coming in, I probably I probably would prefer Kamada, but it's it's pretty Kamada is eleven point five, yeah. Lindstrom is seven point three. So if you consider the price, maybe it's even Lindstrom. We mentioned him before because his shot involvement is is pretty decent. So yeah, he he could be an option, but he's also in this cheaper range. So Kamada would be a price pivot. Um, that's that's next to. Uh, Hazard. Yeah. Well, I, I also asked that because our next question from at FBL Thinker is asking about whether Frankfurt, after their shock result against Freiburg, are more viable options now to bring in this match day. They could, uh, like I already said, but it's not like um, there were tw 20 to 13 shots for Freiburg in that match, and they were leading expected goals also by like 1.8 to 1.3. So Freiburg had a good game. So um, I wouldn't like I wouldn't say that that Freiburg is on the slump just because they like these games these kind of games happens so just like the ball doesn't bounce the, ro the right way for you and it's just one of these days for Freiburg and that's what Streich says afterwards so I'm I'm perfectly fine with all my Freiburg yeah. assets and I'm like I'm more predicting that winning two in a row and like remember how unconvincingly they won at third yes and they had a lu lucky win now 
at Freiburg. So what I'm predicting or what I think is, is, is quite well possible is getting these six points will help them to build up confidence and then as a result play better football. But we haven't seen Frankfurt really coming around. Yeah. Um, just the results were there. Is what happened with Hertha early in the season. They sure. they won two games in a row, but they still played really bad. And uh, I, I just think if you 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 continuing to play bad, you probably won't get uh, results. Yeah, no, no. I mean, for for me, the big issue with Frankfurt, and I mean, it's been a lot's been made of it, but their lack of a you know fifteen plus twenty plus goal a season striker is is a big. Loss, um, and the fact is we can't pinpoint one, and because of that, that has a negative effect on their fantasy halls. It just means players in that squad are not as involved in as many shots on goal because there's not this out and out striker that they're really going through. Everyone's trying to share the load a little bit right now. No one's quite taking that Andre Silva hat and putting it on their own head right now. And so that that's where I'm at with Frankfurt is they're just not as attractive a fantasy side as they used to be because they don't have. A regular goal scorer. FBL Thinker is also asking about Freiburg assets and Leverkusen assets, asking who is better to be sold in this round of fixtures. He mentions Grifo, John, Gunter, and of course, Wurtz and Frimpong as well have jumped out of the woodwork. But who would you be looking to offload out of the two camps? That's a tough question because Leverkusen hosts Fürth uh, on the next match day. And <laughs> yeah, you want in on that, but you don't want them to play at Leipzig, who had a big confidence builder in the Champions League on Wednesday, so yesterday evening for us. So we're recording on Thursday. And Leverkusen isn't looking right at the moment. So I probably, for this match day, I'd rather sell Leverkusen assets and then trying to jump in uh, back into the market next week. That's probably how I would lean. And that's why like, I don't have any Leverkusen assets. And that was... like I knew it could hurt me with a home game against Bochum, but like that was a bullet I was willing to buy to to give me more flexibility on on this match day because i don't like the matchup at, at leipzig they are strong at home so uh yeah I, I i'd keep freiburg and sell leverkusen but definitely with your guys you bring in think about what if do you want them next week because like you don't want too many players you're buying for for just one week and then you're not able to yeah, to make the transfers you want. Although, like, uh, Freiburg has a standalone fixture as well. they traveling to Gladbach, and that's the last game of next match day. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not really uh, happy to have Freiburg players probably next week. So, yeah, that's that's the stuff you have to weigh and balance and decide for your squad what what's best, mid and short, mid and long term, and, and find it, like, the perfect spot. Oh, if only that was possible every week, right? Would be nice. Uh, <laughs> definitely. Final question then of part one. Uh, it comes from at SB Kenny ESQ11. He says, happy Thanksgiving, gents. And so to everyone celebrating Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving out there. He says, for those of us who will be too busy cooking, eating, napping to listen to the whole podcast, could you please give us a highlight in part one? So Flo, I thought I'd change things up for our good friend Kenny, and we bring the player picks from the back of the show to the end of part one. So hit me with your player picks. We'll start with the Vegas choice before we get into the fixture list. Who are you going with? That's interesting, James, because I haven't mentioned, like, that's leading to, we haven't mentioned the player necessarily before. True. And that's definitely true with my Vegas choice, and it's Bono Sosa. Uh, 10.9 million. 
So Mainz is looking pretty solid right now, but like something we have to keep in mind, they're missing two key players on the defensive side. Bell is suspended, Kor is injured. Like this could shake up the way that Mainz plays. Uh, I, I think you can't like we can't put a finger on it, like how how big the impact will be. But I think there's a scenario in which Mainz really fall flat at Stuttgart and Stuttgart is able to pile on pressure to get set pieces, to get goals. And Sosa can have one of his big fantasy games. If you want to spend less, you can make the same argument to go with Mavropanos, for instance, as a, a cheaper defender. He's six point something. Um, but like he, he relies on being at the end of, of, of set pieces. And Sosa has more outs to to score more points, but um, I, I think that Mavropanos and Sosa both are, are interesting choices if you're banking on like Mainz not being able to compensate for like two players who are uh, played at a high level in recent weeks not being available uh, to them. And it's the first game that they have to replace both both of these guys. So. Yeah, true. We'll see. No, I, I do agree. It could have a big impact. Um, I do like the Sosa pick as a Vegas choice this week, um, given the, fi- the fixture you mentioned uh, next time out as well. I was thinking along similar lines. Admittedly, I actually like your Vegas choice more than I like mine, but mine's Maximilian Mittelstedt. Um, he has been mentioned in this show already. I just think, yeah, the, the prospect of Augsburg following up their performance against Bayern, I, I'm not I'm not backing it, if I'm honest. And so I do think Hertha will be able to pick up a victory there, and I would anticipate perhaps even a clean sheet. So Mittelstädt's my pick for the Vegas choice. How about your super Schnäppchen flow? Um, I'm staying on the Stuttgart route, and I'm going with Förster. Uh, if he's in a lineup, 5.7 million. I think he's pretty interesting. We haven't seen the, the blow-up game from him. His shot involvement is decent enough. He just... Like he just isn't scoring the goals, and maybe we see that on Friday evening. Um, yeah, I, I think out of the cheap midfielders, because I don't have a Mainz midfielder and don't have a Stuttgart midfielder right now, I like first of the most, um, just because it gives me one free shot at a starman performance that could really uh, be a difference maker. On this match day. Yeah, I like it. I have to admit my choice is a little more straight down the line because um, I had Aaron Martin and, and Wu Yong Jong down. Um, two names that c- continually get mentioned. Unfortunately, there's not many that are popping out of the woodwork that I would seriously recommend in the Super Schnepchen range outside of those two right now. But I do like the, the first pick because, yes, we do know what he's capable of. Um, and he does like to get forward, does like to get involved in shots on goal. And the same could be said of Martin and Jong as well. I don't. I mean, I agree with Flo that the Mainz losses of Core um, and Bell could could have an impact, but I've given up underestimating them. I think I gave that up at the end of last season. Um, so, yeah, on that front, I think uh, Martin is still not a bad choice, given his set-piece duties as well. How about your banker then, Flo? Martin. You you were prone like the Martinez <laughs> route with uh, Aaron. Did, wait, did I just call him Martinez? Uh, I did before as well. Oh, did I seriously do that? I completely... I yeah, yeah, that. you, you no, did. No, no. Yeah, you you did. I think it's like, it's really easy to do that. Okay, well there, there uh, you I'm, go. I, I, didn't I know even I did that. So thank, thank you for correcting yeah. me. So how about your banker? <laughs> That's the easy one. I'm going with Alfonso Davis. Fourteen point six million uh, priority number one for me probably is, is it, yeah. no no not probably it is to bring him in. And since I have Guerrero, it's like it's it's a nice swap. Guerrero injured. I bring in Alfonso Davis. No harm, no foul, and move on. And collect the points. And I hope, like, 
that enough people are not able to bring Davis in for this match day. It's just my hope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be an interesting one. I certainly, I mean, he's top priority for me as well. But as I mentioned, I, I made some mistakes last week that mean I have a fair bit of money in the bank. So <laughs> for me, it's really not an issue. Um, and I had already planned to take out Paolo Otavio as well before the, the Dortmund game. So yeah, Davies high on the list. I mean, the, the, the banker for me is Andre Kramerich. I think Furt, I do think are going to concede a few goals. I do anticipate him being involved in them. And while he may play in the 10, there's too much uncertainty around who's going to start up front. You've got Dabu, you've got Bebu, you've got Ruter. They could all kind of potentially be candidates uh, to start up there. And so Kramrich is the one you think you feel most certain with. Um, and despite his lack of goal scoring form, the fact is he's still an incredible fantasy asset to have. And this was, this was my idea, actually. I can be honest with it. The whole way through was to swap Alassane player to Andre Kramrich to Patrick Schick. So I just want a striker that's playing against Furt every week. It's a, it's a good thing to have. <laughs> so there we go with our player picks. We've mixed things up on the show. Uh, we will be back in part two to take a look at the fixtures. Welcome back to part two, and we've covered a lot of bases already, but we are still going to go through the match day 13 fixture list. Will it be an unlucky one in the Bundesliga fantasy world? Hopefully not. Uh, now, Flo has talked about the Stuttgart-Mites game. We'll start there, the Friday night match. Stuttgart have won only one of their last 11 games, while Mites are unbeaten in four. I mean, we've talked about the Stuttgart assets a lot, so maybe let me ask you about Mites. If you didn't invest in Mites last week, Flo, are they a play this week? Probably not for me. And they host in Wolfsburg next week. I don't think that will be a game with a lot of fantasy points scored. So um, I probably I like I'm keener to invest into Stuttgart. The only guy I might be slightly interested if he's in the starting lineup is Kevin Stöger, because um, he is one of these guys who have a ridiculously high shot involvement rate so far this season. Um, and I'm just pulling the stats up. Um, 7.6 shots on average per 90 minutes. That There's a big asterisk there because I'm not sure that he uh, already started a game this season. He always comes so. on as a substitute, but his impact is pretty high. So, uh, and, and his price tag is pretty low. Uh, so, these, uh, that's definitely an intriguing combination. 4.5 million you have to pay for Kevin Stöger. And if he actually breaks into the starting lineup, it could be a permanent thing because Core is out for probably uh, four weeks, which means like if he like if he performs when he comes in, he's probably staying in the starting lineup. So that like at least Kicker is mentioning that as a possibility. So uh, I think I'm obliged to uh, mention him. Still pref would prefer Furster. Uh, over him or Furich if he plays um, just just because of the matchup next week. Stuttgart at home against Hertha, I think, is more enticing than Mainz at home against Wolfsburg. Yeah, no, I, I would agree there as well. I mean, that's it. You, I was going to ask you about the differential potential in this game, but arguably you bring in first, you bring in Stürger, you bring in any any anyone from this game, I think they're pretty much a differential for the most part. If Mam Mamouche starts up front, I think you can make an argument for him for a really cheap striker. He's three point six, yeah. I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's it. Stuttgart have been lacking a striker in recent games and it's definitely hampered their performances. So maybe that will change things up. No, I mean, in, in terms of this game, I actually don't have any more questions because you covered most of the points when we were talking about the player picks and you were highlighting Philip Furster. So let's actually move on to the Saturday afternoon game. So we'll start with Wolfsburg against Dortmund. Now, Wolfsburg, they've lost their last six matches against Dortmund, have earned only one point in their last 12 meetings of the two sides. They suffered their first loss under Florian Kohlfeldt in midweek in the Champions League. And uh, based on that performance, I don't. you'd say that they might have a tough time against Dortmund, but then based on Dortmund's performance against Sporting, probably not. Yes. So really, this feels like a game that could go either way, Flo. It's going to be determined on the day. Form books out the window. So play a pick. Who are you going for? I'm going with Paulo Otavio. Yeah, I think he's the safest option there just because he wins so many challenges. So as long as he gets the green line, and I think he will, he would be my player pick. Although it has to be said, like, if you're a stats fan, you should invest heavily uh, into Dortmund. Because um, I think uh, out of the last 12 games against Wolfsburg, um, they, they haven't lost a single one and won like 11 straight or something. It's, it's a ridiculous. 11 wins, one draw. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. It's really crazy. Um, Wolfsburg haven't scored against Dortmund in 857 minutes. The last goal that Wolfsburg scored against Dortmund was in September 2016. Bad. And they were playing like, they were both playing in the Bundesliga the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like they haven't sco- even scored a goal in that time span. That's like one of the craziest stats. And if you'd like, if you name me who scored the last goal for Wolfsburg against Dortmund? I'm, I'm going to get you a beer, James. Oh, I, like, I mean, it's going to be someone super... You obscure. guys out there can think as well. September 2016. Are we talking someone like Andre Schürrle? No. That was your guess and you were wrong. I'm, I'm so glad okay. I don't have to spend the beer <laughs> <laughs> for you. Go on, tell me Daniel Didavi. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Very obscure. Yeah. Very obscure. So, yeah. Kudos um, to everyone who guessed right on uh, I was going to say, if anyone gets small. right, I'll be, uh, my hat's off to you. Yeah. But I say that, if you say that, I mean, 800 and something minutes without scoring against Dortmund. If you're going to change that, now's the time because Dortmund yes. can see yeah. goals too easily I, right I, now. I don't see that there will be 90 minutes more of that no. stat, probably. <laughs> no, especially not when Nico Schultz is in the starting lineup. I, I, as well, I just so. wanted to say that. Sometimes these, uh, like, there are these games and you can't yeah. explain why, but these stats just keep on piling on. Uh, they do indeed. And yeah, I mean, Dortmund, uh, we're waiting for a response if there will be one. But uh, the, the question is whether there actually can be any improvement um, given their injury statuses right now. A bit of a shame how hard hit they've been. Guerrero, of course, the latest one out. So let's move on to the next game then. Hertha against Augsburg. I mean, there's a bad omen for Augsburg. I alluded to it earlier, but each of the last six teams that have beaten Bayern in the Bundesliga have gone on and failed to win their subsequent league outing. Uh, two draws and four defeats for those six sides. So Augsburg beat Bayern. It's all wonderful. The question is, can they follow it up against Hertha? Stats suggest no. So who are you picking, Flo? Uh, I'm going with Mittelstadt. Uh, out of position player and close second is uh, Mats Pedersen. Also out of position. So both left wingers in this game uh, are defenders in the fantasy game. And that's like that's intriguing at least, but... As a whole, I think this could be a really boring game with not a lot of shots at goal, which hinders the fantasy value. But I still think that Mittelstädt can get there on efficiency alone. 
Yeah, no, I, I am with you. And we love nothing more than an out-of-position player. We're willing to take a gamble, even if their form and their side don't necessarily suggest we should. But yeah, Mittelstedt, top of the list there. Let's talk about Bochum against Freiburg. Now, this fixture admittedly hasn't taken place for the last 11 years in Germany's top flight, but it has averaged over three goals per game in the last 14 top flight meetings. Actually, the only 14 top flight meetings to date. The good news for fantasy owners is that this game has never finished goalless. Of course, there's always a first time for everything, Flo, but if you're looking for a player pick from this game, who are you going for? Uh, I'm going with Young. Um, Grifo and Günther are the obvious ones. I think these both are fine. Uh, Young is risky, but I think if we see one of these games where he gets more shots and might score a goal or brace, uh, this could be the one because um, it's talk that Schade will play as a winger and Young will play as a striker, and uh, that's definitely... Uh, heightened the uh, fantasy outlook of Young. So I might be willing to take a step there. Um, although, I, like I stated before, I prefer Stuttgart midfielders just because of the Friday evening game. There's no other reason than that. Yeah, and if anyone's ears perked up and thought, oh, Kevin Schrader may be a big differential. He's 1.1 million in the game. The problem is there's A, no guarantee that he starts. There's B, also no guarantee that he continues to start even after this weekend. So, yeah, I mean, you could go down there. He's an exciting young player. I think he's got a very bright future ahead of him. And I have a feeling he might be a very big fantasy asset next season. If hey, he's a striker also, oh, so that's he? a third thing. Oh, yes. oh, right. Well, then, okay, never mind. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have even mentioned him. If I'd known that, I wouldn't have mentioned him. But yeah, okay, no need to break the bank then for Kevin Schrader. We'll have to petition to get him made as a midfielder for next season um, and, and do it that way instead. So let's move on instead. Furt against Hoffenheim, a game we have mentioned, but uh, we should talk about Furt being the first team in Bundesliga history to only have one point to their name after the opening 12 games of the season. I think even Tasmania... Berlin had four points to their name at this stage in the worst ever Bundesliga season in history. They only picked 10 points yeah. up over the course of the whole season. No, uh, 12, if you count in, in a three-point metric. It yeah, was. Thank you very much. Yeah. You are right. So you are right. 11 points. Furt still has 11 points to go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, the other thing is that another defeat this weekend would see them equal an unwanted Bundesliga record uh, of 11 consecutive losses. That was set by Nuremberg in the 1980s. We talked about Hoffenheim's Yeah, and away Nuremberg for... and Fürth are arch rivals. <laughs> yeah, James. I know, right? So they, this is one of the hottest derbies. You can literally walk between these two cities and it's, <laughs> it's, it's a derby with a lot of history. So this is going to hurt if they actually like release Nuremberg of being the, the worst ever in... Yeah, that's it. You normally wouldn't up. mind taking a Bundesliga record off an arch rival, but yes. not this one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So, um, who are you picking from this game, Flo? Kramaris and Akpoguma, I think, um, pretty, pretty solid picks. And I, I, I think both are pretty fine. So, I'm going with these two guys. Can I and, ask you just... Uh, Dennis Geiger yeah, looked look better. Yeah. yeah, but could be that with Kramaric back, I'm not sure how much involvement he'll have going forward but uh, I definitely think you can make an argument uh, for going with with Geiger especially uh, since Rudy is out for that game uh, so so Geiger is another one too you could have on your radar for 6.2 million that's it I mean you said the words right out of my mouth I was going to ask has he at least popped up on the radar I don't think we can say he's a go-to fantasy asset yet but uh, the performance that he produced against Leipzig really did 
make me sit up and take notice a little bit and think, right, if he can do that more often, then he might be a viable option. Not for now. So we'll move on to Köln against Gladbach. This, we just talked about the derby between Furt and Nuremberg and Köln and Gladbach is a pretty heated one as well in the heart of Norrhein Westphalia. Köln still unbeaten at home this season with three wins and three draws so far. Meanwhile, the Foles have picked up just four points from a possible 18 in six away games. Now, derbies are exactly the type of games where it doesn't matter what type of form you are in uh, coming into the game. But where are you looking uh, in terms of fantasy assets in this fixture flow? I'm sure I would target this game to invest, but I would hold all my assets I have from these two teams. So this would be my advice. Uh, unless you don't, you, like you, you, you made a blunder and didn't bring in Hofmann last week, then I think he's a given. He, he, he's as close, like he's probably the best midfielder right now. Together, maybe within Kunku, he just fall flat this one game at Hoffenheim, but like he showed in the Champions League what he can do and what he's capable of. So I'm not... I'm not worried, uh, worried about Nkunku as well. And I think that Florian Kainz is still a good option on the Cologne side of things. So these two would be my primal, uh, primal focus. But I wouldn't invest in, like, if I wouldn't have Kainz in my squad, I'm not sure that I would go out of my way to get him. Like I said, there's, there's the Stuttgart midfield. We get the starting lineup, so we don't have that guessing work we usually have with Stuttgart. And that's like that's giving Stuttgart the nod over all these other budget midfielders for me personally. You can decide otherwise if you think that Bull Swenson, like the, he, he has done magical stuff since arriving at Mainz, and maybe Bell and Core being out isn't a big problem for them. <laughs> yeah. But who knows? I mean, they 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 haven't had anyone on the first match day of the season, and they went on beating Leipzig at home. So we we've seen that because like twelve players were quarantined because of Corona um, yep. at the start of the season. But my take would rather be that Stuttgart is able to get a result here, and that's why what I'm leaning to, just because of the personal situation and and Bell and Quo out. I was going to say that that safety blanket of picking a budget option from Friday night is always nicer as well, because budget options always come with a big sense of risk. That's why they're budget options, right? You might have that big blowout game, but you might end up getting just a single point or maybe even worse, negative points. That happens as well. And so, yeah, at least if you do that on the Friday night, there's plenty of time to act and cover cover your bases, even if things do go wrong with your budget options. So I agree with you on the, the kinds versus first front as well. Uh, let's move on to the Saturday late game Bayern against Bielefeld. Now Bayern have scored an astonishing 101 times in 2021 and can set a new Bundesliga record with a goal here. They were in better form in the Champions League than they were against Augsburg, but something tells me there'll still be an element where Bayern want to bounce back from that defeat against Augsburg and poor old Bielefeld have to travel to Munich to uh, be on the end of that response. So yeah. we've answered the question about Alfonso Davies in this one being a must-have defender. Both you and I are looking to bring him in at the earliest availability. In terms of midfield, though, because this situation with Bayern is getting a lot messier by the day, Joshua Kimmich has now contracted COVID. He's one of the unvaccinated players. There's been a lot made of that. And now, you know, there's even doubts about whether Goretzka, sorry, about uh, Marcel Sabitzer as to whether he's going to be in the starting lineup or Corentin Tolisso. So where are you looking if you had to 
for a Bayern midfielder flow? Because I think there will be people out there trying to find that option. They afford flexibility this week. It's Bayern against Bielefeld. There are points on offer, even if the Augsburg result was a disappointing one. Yeah, I, I think Goretzka is the only safe option you have in Bayern midfield. And the other guy I would look at, maybe, if you feel gambly, is Corentin Tolisso because he's just costing 9.2 million. And like he actually can score goals. We've seen that from him. He he gets into position. He arrives late in the box. He's 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 a threat after set pieces. So and I expect him to start as well, which is also a plus. <laughs> if he isn't on the pitch, like he can't score. That's just uh, simple. But uh, to listen for nine point two million, I think is is a is a decent, at least decent differential pick and. I expect him to start over Sabitzer, but it's yeah, you you get this risk of not knowing who's going to be in the starting lineup. Uh, I think. Yeah, I mean the problem is well, I think even even with Sabitzer and with Talisa, I mean they still feel like one and done options, especially with Dortmund next week. Yeah, why? Like they can't bring in someone. It's the same question next week. Kimmich won't play at Dortmund. Well, as in, yeah, but uh, would you really want Talisa or Sabitzer in a in a classic? Oh, well, I say a classic against Dortmund, but again, I'm 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 lifting Dortmund up to a, a pretty lofty pedestal there, given their performance against Sporting. I, I, I don't care that much, well, yeah, actually. But... So I, I I don't think this is a fixture to run away from from both sides of the ball necessarily. The way that it shapes out to be with Dortmund's all the injuries, Bayern all the COVID stuff. Might be a one and done, but not because of they are out of the starting lineup. No, no, yes, yeah, like the yeah, guy sorry, who's yeah, yeah. playing probably stays in. Yeah. They don't have the alternatives. So no, I mean Kimmich is now Kimmich is now he's contracted COVID nineteen is definitely out for fourteen days as well. I think right? so. I, I think so. Yeah. Yes, uh, but at least it would shock me if he's able to go in ten days. I don't. I don't think we'll see that. <laughs> so but, um, tells me Dortmund might have something to say about that as well. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. And, and Kimmich might even not be allowed to play yeah. at Dortmund because uh, we got 2G in North Rhine-Westphalia from yesterday on. And I think there's a period of time where it's like allowed that you get tested. But apart from that, like professional athletes have to be either uh, have already contracted COVID or being vaccinated and all others can't go. Well, he's contracted it now, so that I might be his way in. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think it would be very surprising. Yeah, but he like I think that's that's valid like two weeks after the contraction yeah. or something like that. It's not immediately you get the status. No, yeah, that's that's also true. That is also true. And that's your health podcast here, talking football. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say your, your your weekly COVID updates from Germany. Yeah, uh, they are changing regularly. It's crazy, James. But yeah, uh, so uh, this could be a way. Musiala and Nabri have been vaccinated in midweek. Nabri just needs this one jab, so he will have full vaccinated uh, status in two weeks. Uh, Musiala needs to get a second jab uh, during the winter break because uh, Nabri contracted already COVID, and then it's like you, you already had your first jab uh, in the in the vaccination status. Yeah, so at least there's, there's some. A silver lining for for Musiala and Nabri um, in regards to their status. Yeah, yeah, it do- doesn't help as much in a fantasy sense, but yes, buying things may settle down a little bit more ahead of their classica, which might help them. 
in that sense. But let's move on to these Sunday games because flexibility may be important. And if you can't find it in the Bayern Bielefeld game, then maybe Frankfurt Union will offer an avenue. Now, the Eagles are one of only three teams other than Bielefeld and Furt yet to win at home in the Bundesliga this season. These are two teams competing in Europe. So I guess the question is, who do you trust to deliver fantasy returns on Sunday, Flo? Oh, definitely Philip Kostic. So, uh, he, he, he's just a great player and too good to stay down for a long time. Yeah, even his bad games are like eight points, you know, yeah. <laughs> genuinely. So uh, you definitely could go with him. I think Gieselmann is cheap enough. I don't like really, like, I don't like the matchup for both teams necessarily. And since Bayern has this standalone game, I don't think that I will personally dabble farther into this game than Gieselmann, uh, who I'm already ha uh, have in my squad. Because I, I can see this swing both ways. But we mentioned Kamada and Lindstrom, uh, risky but viable will be my judgment on these two guys. And I'm not interested in the onion uh, attacking side of the ball. Is Gieselmann or Bast for me uh, from Union? Yeah, it, it really does feel like that. I mean, like Tyro Awani is, is doing great things. He's now become Union's all-time leading Bundesliga scorer with 13 goals. But yeah, in, in terms of the fact that I, I don't think we're going to see these big points tallies from him. We might get the odd one where he gets a goal and that boosts his points tally, but it's never going to be this 15, 20 plus game. Yeah. He, he scored against Hatter and yeah. got you nine yeah. points. That's, and so, that's kind of the story of his season. Is he scored? I a think lot. every like he scores with every third shot. Yeah, um, as some crazy stat like that. At least that was a few weeks back, and I don't think it has changed a lot. So maybe we see a bit of regression um, from Avonii going mm. forward. Like no one is that efficient on the whole season. <laughs> well, then, I'm sorry, anyone that's followed his career and followed, you know, the way he performs in the Bundesliga, everyone's surprised by his goal scoring form. I think, no, you know, he would he would admit the same. Um, but it's a lovely, lovely storyline for Union this season, it has to be said. Let's move on to the final game then. Leipzig against Leverkusen. Uh, Leverkusen have lost three times at home in this season's Bundesliga, but are unbeaten on the road. I guess the question is, you mentioned that you didn't do it, Flo. But what do people that did pick Nkunku and Verts last weekend, what do they do in this conundrum? Well, I mean, I picked Nkunku. I'm totally fine with Nkunku. Oh, yeah. But I'm talking about both. Um, Anyone that has both of these players, would you be looking to sell one? Would you argue that you can ride it out? Where are you at? I think you can make argument for both cases just because of Leverkusen is facing Fert next week. And if you bite the bullet with Verts uh, this week, um, you you have definitely like you saved yourself a transfer going into next week, which can be a big positive. I mean, take for instance the injury of Timo Horn. We haven't mentioned that. Um, like he's out until the winter break. So in all your planning, and I have Timo Horn in my squad, and now like at some point I probably will make a transfer to get rid of a goalkeeper. I hate stuff like that. But it can happen. <laughs> it just can happen. So yeah. um, if, you, if you're selling words and think, yeah, I'm bringing him in next week, like life comes at you fast sometimes. And maybe you're not able to, even if you want, because you've got so many places where uh, there are all of a sudden holes in your squad. Um, and, and that's definitely an argument to keep words. I probably would be um, trying to sell him 
I like the Leipzig side better. I think even if you like, we went out to get Angelino. He had a, de a really good performance in the Champions League, so uh, he, he was involved there in a lot of stuff. So why not do it in the Bundesliga uh, again? We've seen that that he can do that. So uh, I wouldn't like if you went out to get Angelino. I don't think he's necessarily a must sell. Uh, I, I definitely favor Leipzig in this one. Although Leverkusen's road form, like you mentioned, is is really good, but at the moment it's I just got this feeling that they're not playing to the highest level because they're missing a few key players and uh, other key players. Like, for instance, Tapsoba, he's yeah. in, like near the level we've seen from him before his injury. So, um, True. that's that, and, and, and a guy like Kosunu, who played great, he, he's hitting some kind of wall. Yeah, I, I, I definitely. Um, and, and a guy like Baka isn't even able to go, so he's injured. So, uh, yeah, I, I can see this being a really tough game um, for Leverkusen, especially since Schick probably isn't, like, still isn't at 100%. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting. I mean, uh, uh, Zayawani's come out today and said that, uh, that was it the quartet of Alario, Arangi, Spellarabi, and Schick are all basically close to returning. My feeling with Schick is that they might not start him tonight, bring him off the bench for the last half an hour, and then start him against Leipzig. Um, I do see that being a possibility. I mean, he'll be motivated to face off against his former side as well. But I, I agree with you. If genuinely this is where me not making changes before the deadline last week cost me, because chances are Jamal Musiala would never have been in my squad. He wasn't in the starting lineup for Bayern. Therefore, he wouldn't be in my team right now. I maybe would have picked Goretzka. The problem now is that I have to get rid of Musiala. And if I want to make two other transfers to bring in Andre Kramrich and Alfonso Davies at the back, those are my three transfers done, which means yeah. I can't shift verts, which I would consider doing. And so I'm in a position where I am going to have to ride it out. I don't feel comfortable with it. Unkunku verts, two players that, yes, they can score big, but in that game as the final fixture, it could go either way. Um, and you might get stuck with some pretty measly points tallies if you're not careful in that sense but so i'm with you flo if if i could i would get rid of this i just i'm not in a position to be able to do that with my three transfers this week which is a shame but those are the the tough breaks that you have in the bundesliga fantasy world at times so let me let me ask you i mean we've got a couple of minutes left before we hit the hour mark and so you did mention the timo horn injury but it's the goalkeeping situation as a whole that's become a bit more convoluted we've got kern castells at wolfsburg who's got covid we've got gulachi at leipzig that's got covid Horns out for the season. No, no, not the season until the winter. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, uh, the Hinrunde. Sorry, yeah. yes, the first half of the season. You're right. And so all of a sudden we've got, you know, the likes of Pavar Pervan, Martinez, Schweber coming into the sides. Does I mean, if you're someone that's going to have to make a, a change, and, and I should maybe point out here as well that Kicker's predicted lineup has Sasha Burkett in goal. And so therefore, Marius Funk might be dropping out. People may have him in their lineups as well as a 1 million goalkeeper. And I mean, yeah, if I had a spare transfer, I'd maybe consider it getting rid of Funk and bringing in someone like, you know, a Martinez or a Schreber. But where are you at with it? Schreber. Schreber is the number one. Yeah, right. You have to go with Schreber because he will be in the squad until the winter break. Then you get unlimited transfers. With Martinez, like... Gulashi is probably coming back before the winter break. He's fully vaccinated, which helps him getting um, back to action sooner. S same with Castells. Um, with all yeah. regulations and stuff. So I'm, I'm like, if I invest 
in one of these cheap goalkeepers, it has to be Marvin Schwerber of Cologne. Because he's just one million. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the, yeah, that's the uh, he, Like he has his starting place. I wouldn't say on lockdown, because like he hasn't any experience on Bundesliga level. So if we he totally flops, then maybe um uh, Baumgart will turn to one of his other goalkeepers, but he hasn't have uh, like they don't have an experienced goalkeeper behind Horn. So if so, Schwebe will at least have some leeway in the way he performs, but uh, of course he doesn't like he isn't an established number one in the Bundesliga. So if he like he if he just plays bad two or three games in a row, he's probably being dropped, but. It's only five games from now until the winter break, and like if nothing out of the ordinary happens, then Schwebe is the number one goalkeeper for Cologne from now until Christmas. Yeah, no, I I think that's a, a cracking assessment, and and that's where I would recommend people going as well, simply because of that guarantee of game time from now until Christmas. So, a wonderful way to end this week's episode. No player picks, because of course they came in part one. So. For now, I will say that brings us to an end of this week's episode of Talking Foosball Fantasy. Thank you for joining us. Feel free to get in touch on your social media platform of choice. But for now, from me, your host, James Sergeflow, and the rest of the Talking Foosball crew, Alfie Dehern. Alfie Dehern.